Yeah, baby. Woo! We're back in the fucking house. Hey. Oh, yeah. I'm Tyler. And I'm Mary. This is Mary Tyler Moore. Your favorite mumble cast. Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler and Moore. You know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) We're your favorite mumble cast that you've never heard of. And maybe you have. Who knows? Man, I really hope at this point that somebody's heard of us by now. Well, I mean, we've had quite a few listens, so (laughs) we also have quite a few episodes. We do. It's very true. We just keep going. It's called perseverance. We just keep pushing along. And not only that, but it, it, it feels like we are now starting multiple different shows. Yeah, we just keep going. Because we are starting multiple different shows. <laughs> I know. I mean, we really need to uh, figure out Faye's schedule. So if anybody out there is listening, uh, we haven't given up on purveyors. We just, uh, we've had a lot going on in our lives. So it's been hard to get uh, the, the trash queen and myself in the same room so we can actually record. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of things in flux. The trash queen had to relocate her throne. Um, we have uh, I had something pretty significant happen in my own personal life. Um, my my father passed away about a month ago, pretty unexpectedly. So that that was kind of hard. So we we did um, stop this show for a while. Yeah, just because of that. Well, but, and I uh, I know people see. Uh, that we were still doing um, from the top, which is another, if you're into musicals and you haven't heard of this one yet, it's another one we're doing called from the top. Um, we, we've been doing that one because uh, Steven is actually the one who's heading up most of that stuff. Oh, thank God for that, man. I know. So, wow. wow. <laughs> so all we have to do is sit and record and then he, he takes care of it from there. Yes. This one's all me. Yes. So, that's why it's been really hard because we've been doing so much trying to get everything cleaned up after. Yes, we've had quite a few things. Um, my sister is about to have a baby in a couple of weeks. I know. It's just like. <laughs> it, it, it's like the entirety of life just you know, if yeah. it was a deck of cards, uh, karma went, hey, look, bah, do this. You know what's really funny? Um, I was actually uh, talking to my supervisors the other day and I'm like, I, I apologize for being out so much. And they're like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> it, have you seen all the things that have happened in your life? Like you, you were in the hospital for 10 days. You had a family member pass away. Yep. Like you've had a lot of things happen. And I'm like, I know, but like it, it still makes me feel bad for being out. Well, it's just the, it's the empath in you. It's the, it's the idea that you don't want to, be gone and leave people in a lurch. Yeah. Like I, as much of uh, um, a sociopath as I come off as I do actually have empathy (laughs) for the love of God. I mean, no, I just can't process emotions very well. So that's my, that's my big beef, my, my big beef, my big, (laughs) big beans, (laughs) my big beans. Gross. Oh God. If nobody knows that reference, go look it up. It's a whitest kids, you know, it's very funny. Beans. Oh my God. This is not ASMR for baked beans. (laughs) I'm not even that close to the microphone. I don't know how it's picking me up so well, but it is. Yeah. I don't like this is guys. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the struggle that we have literally had for the last 20 minutes before the mic's turned on. It always happens. I have been sitting here watching Tyler move the arm back and forth and back and forth and in and out and up and down trying to figure out where to put me. 
because as we all know, for anybody who doesn't know who I am, my voice carries for anybody who didn't know that. Oh, no. I mean, we had to soundproof this room because of that. (laughs) So we're in a recording studio that is soundproofed. And yet my voice still doesn't know how to operate with a microphone that's four finger lengths from my mouth (laughs) to it. Well, I do think that uh, we probably need to get some more uh, ceiling tiles to get rid of that last little bit. God, we got to do something. But uh, this is the tech part of me. I'm almost positive it's because your your voice is so strong compared to mine where it kind of has to like struggle to pick me up a little bit more. Oh lord. And that then yours yeah. gets clipped off because yeah. with me it's just like sis, we don't know what you're doing with no, your life. It's not bad. Again, you have theater voice. Like you are made to be on a stage oh, and reach the people in the back. Man, I haven't been on a stage in a minute. Holy cow. Well, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Oh, there. no, no, no. It's not bad. It's just, it's. I well, want you to be on the stage. I love going to see your shows. Well, that that is actually half of the reason why I'm very grateful that I'm doing this show with Steven. Because we are, every show that we talk about literally just gives me all of the feelings. Yeah, seriously. So the last show that we did, for anybody who doesn't listen to that show, uh, we dissected Phantom of the Opera. And you guys went fucking into it. Whoa. Okay. Not, no, no, no. Not you guys, Steven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He... You were along for the ride. I mean, really? But, I, I mean, he, he did all of the dra- the dramaturg oh, work for man. it. Oh, man. Like, he read, <laughs> he, did the, everything. he read the source material. <laughs> he watched all of the iterations of the show. Yeah. He, I mean, he's listened to every soundtrack. Like, it was absolutely a, a deep dive into this show. And it was perfect. But every time we sit down to do an episode... Especially, I don't know why Phantom all of a sudden got me in my feelings, but I started... Well, I mean, it has a lot of deep things in your childhood, if you think about it, like with all this stuff. And I mean, if you want to hear about that, it's in the show. Yeah, you guys should go listen to that show if you're a theater, a musical theater nerd, and you would like to go listen to... But you had a formative thing happen. I did. And, but, so watching the show um, just instantly gave me all the feelings, and so I was having goosebumps and I was crying and I was, and I, so I told Steven before yeah. we even started recording, I said, okay, I'm going to cry on a podcast. You just wait for it. Like, <laughs> and so he gets all concerned. He's like, why are you going to cry? I said, well, and so I explained myself. Um, but it, yeah, I have not been on a stage doing my art form in a minute, a one hot minute. Exactly. <laughs> one, exactly one hot, hot minute. minute. So one one caliente, caliente minuto. Yes, one caliente. <laughs> minuto. I, I'm sure minuto is probably not the actual thing. You're but right, but I, I, mean, I have terrible Spanglish. Yeah, I I studied Latin <laughs> in high school, so try me again. <laughs> well, that's the basis of all Romance languages. Uh, it's a dead language for a reason. Well, yeah, because we've uh, butt fucked it into so many different <laughs> versions. Oh my! Sorry, everybody. I I've been wanting to like. Go out. Wow. Wow. This is this is why we have people who listen to this us. Is why I, we I have can't control who, myself. I mean it's great. Like it's, it's just, hard for me not to say anything when you guys are yeah, it yeah, doing Tyler stuff. plays the silent the silent <laughs> phantom of the podcast and it, it's the only one I don't talk on. <laughs> it's very it's wild just to watch him like freak out. It's delightful. Um 
so yeah, needless to say, we've had a lot of things kind of happen in life and we promise that we are not leaving anybody behind. We're not trying to abandon anything. No. And if anything, we've wanted to do so much, but I mean, with everything going on, it's been hard to schedule this in. Yeah. But that being said, I think we're actually going to start making a studio schedule so we can, you know, just like a job, we're going to do it because you know what? We like listening or listening. We like making things for you to listen to. He hasn't had enough caffeine today. He's only had a little bit. Or I've had too much. I don't know. I don't know. I've had a lot of salt, though. You've only had about a quarter of your coffee, so I'm concerned if that is Who knows? too much. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. I'm also on like a, a semi-stimulant, um, uh, so um, only that kind of helps. As he starts bouncing in his <laughs> chair. Good night. No, I'm, I think it's just because I'm feeling good. Like, I like doing this. Well, Good. Well, then, since you're feeling good, why don't we, what, I mean, what are we going to wow these people with today? I don't know. Um, I, I never, <laughs> I know it's bad, but I never really, like, thought about what we would talk about today. Well, what's been going on in your life? Talk to me about. Well, I mean, besides all of that other stuff. Oh, yeah. Besides all of the mutual things that have been happening. Um, I've been trying to play more games. What have you been playing? Stuff. Um. <laughs> You know me. I can't just play one thing. No, no. You have at least six of them in your... Um, oh, I never told you about this one. So uh, I started playing this game called Deathloop. Oh, that just sounds terrifying. Uh, so <laughs> uh, have you seen Groundhog Day? Do you no. at least know what the, the premise behind it is? No. Bill Murray replays the same day over and over and over again. Oh, my God. No. So, uh, yeah. And he's trying to break out of the <laughs> the time loop that he's in. So that's what Death Loop is about. It's uh, I haven't played enough of it to really know what's going on, but I can kind of figure out that um, like the uh, the people have figured out a scientific way to make death impossible. Okay. Bye. Uh, capturing, like encapsulating one moment in time, like one day, and being able to replay it over and over and over. And when you die, you restart the loop. Okay. So that's why it's called the death loop. Death loop. Okay. Um, but you play a character who is trying to fight against it. Oh. And break the loop. Oh. Um, because everybody's like on this weird drug and. The bet, like the the stylistic choices of it, I'm in love with mm-hmm. because it's like a '70s sci-fi movie. <laughs> you do, in which fact, those are like my favorite kind of sci-fi. I was gonna say you do have an affinity for the '70s sci-fi movie for sure. So, um, it has like all of that weird, like Big Brother stuff going on in it, um, and that kind of thing. Uh, but one of my favorite things about um, like the character choices mm-hmm. are obviously the the main antagonist is like your ex girlfriend or something like that. <laughs> of course it is, and she's in a a radio station <laughs> like talking to you. Oh God! Um, and you know, like controlling all of the the people, right? Uh, so she obviously has something major going on in this world and I have no idea what sort of like thing she has going on with it. <laughs> but uh um where was I going on with that? 
<laughs> oh no, we've already gone on a sojourney and we're only 12 minutes into this episode. No, I just had a brain fart. Oh no, well you were talking about stylistic choices and you were talking about what you... Oh, uh... There it is. Oh, um... <laughs> L, Guys, my we elbow. Haven't done, haven't done this in a minute. Um, no, I just have no spatial awareness. Uh, no, the the way that you're guided through um, the game is by yourself, mm-hmm. but it's through floating words. Oh no! So, like, just imagine words being like "Don't go here" or "This way, stupid." That kind of stuff, and it's because it's you. It's there's a weird sense of humor in this game oh, that's perfect for me. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's right up your alley. For because sure. I think it's made by French people, so it's it's that weird <laughs> European humor. <laughs> <laughs> They're either French or Swedish. I can't remember. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's because it's made by French people. <laughs> hey, one of my favorite uh, horror movie directors uh, that did um, High Tension. <gasps> You could say that that has a weird sense of humor in it. Um, okay, that movie is wild. If anybody has not seen High Tension, it is a yeah. French horror film. It's incredible. Holy, holy shit, it's wild. If you want to see uh, a blonde uh, woman go to town on a guy with a um, cement saw, like one of those gigantic circular saws. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It came out in... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me today. We've been listening to too many uh, Canadian TikToks. <laughs> really? Uh, it, it came out in the like hostile time. Uh, sure. So it's ultra violent. So don't watch it if you, that bothers you. Yeah. If it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's an R rating, but I mean. Oh, it's hard R. Hard R. <laughs> but for anybody who does not like those things, uh, that is most definitely not for you. Uh, well, that's cool. That yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've also sweet. been playing Typing of the Dead. Ty- I'm I sorry. told you what that is. Yeah. Um, tell me again. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've played House of the Dead. Yes. Uh, which, for those of you out there who haven't, um, it's like this on rails where you don't actually control your character. Mm-hmm. It, it started as an arcade game. Of course it did. So it was a cabinet that had the two guns. Yeah. And you just shot zombies yeah. on a, it was like, uh, the best way I can describe it is it's a digital roller coaster. Yeah. You're going through a house, going around corners and zombies jump out and you have to shoot them. Well, back in like 1999, Oh, let's take it all the way back. Uh, Sega made a version of this with a keyboard that was in uh, the the arcade. So just imagine a nasty, grimy keyboard from Ew. all of the sweaty nerds playing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just but, the description of sweaty nerds. Uh, the best way I can describe it is it's, it's Mavis Beacon from Hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up. Tell me more. Uh, so in, instead of using a gun or aiming or anything like that, each zombie has a word on them and you have to type it really quickly in order to kill them. Oh my God. Shut up. Uh, You would love this game. You would absolutely love this game. Okay. That's kind of wild. Uh, Kind of about it. But so you type and you kill them and, uh, like when they throw things, it's a single letter, that kind of stuff. Oh, sure. So, uh, there is some skill to it. Uh, the, the arcade game actually went home with the Dreamcast. I don't know if you 
remember that time. No. It was like the PS2 era. Oh, yeah. But the the Dreamcast was Sega's last home console ah. before they basically went bankrupt and stopped making stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I guess they didn't go bankrupt. They almost went bankrupt. Oh, God. I mean, what a... The house a... that Sega built went under. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. <laughs> or the house that Sega... The house that Sonic, Sonic built. The house that Sonic built went <laughs> but, under. But uh, they made a specific controller that uh... was a keyboard just so you could play this game at home. And then it became a PC game. And our favorite Wii game, House of the Dead Overkill... Oh, that game. ...became Typing the Dead Overkill. Oh my god! So that's what I was playing last night. Oh my god, that's hysterical. Yeah. So uh, one of the most profane games ever made. With yes, I think it's been topped now, but it had the most swearing in any game. And we're talking about that being on the most family-friendly console in the world. That is, that's what we call irony. Isn't that hysterical? Yes. It said "fuck" so many times (laughs) that it almost had an adult-only rating. And one of my favorite alliterations oh. ever. Holy hot hellcats humping a hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the style oh. of this game, oh again, God, I'm dead. <laughs> is one of my favorite kind of movie uh, genres, which is exploitation. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> so it's a, a 70s exploitation like Grindhouse oh, God. Uh, that's, game. That's just so good. It's so good. Uh. But yeah. Uh, so since you're a very fast typer, I think you would be really good at this game. Oh man. Well, but see, that's the problem though, is I have a speed. I don't have accuracy. Oh, that's where that's the problem. I'm I'm pretty accurate. I'm just not actually, I'm getting better. I I surprised myself at how fast I was typing last night. I, so whenever I take those, um, those typing tests, like on, you know, typeracer.com or whatever, I or Mavis Beacon. I or Mavis Beacon. <laughs> Talk about a sexual awakening there. Mavis Beacon. Uh, I'm joking, not me. I'm sure there are some sad <laughs> teenagers out there from the nineties that did. Some sad sweaty nerd. <laughs> uh but when I'm when I'm doing those typing tests, I can get about if I do a minute long test, I can get about uh, let's see. I think my max that I did at one point was 82 words per minute, but that was only with a 90% accuracy. That wasn't, which honestly, if you think about it, isn't bad. I mean, 90% not bad, but I mean, it's definitely one of those things where when I'm typing an email, if I'm typing and someone is watching sure. me, like I will yeah. always, I will always fuck up. I will always do it. <laughs> and so now I'm going to start using all the expletives. Cause in from the top, I don't use I know them. you have to let it out. I do. I'm fine with this having I, uh, an explicit I, rating. I don't I know. care. I know. But but <laughs> I'm sorry if you guys do, but Steven, we don't. But what's funny to me about it is Steven bleeps it out and so then it sounds even better because when I say the word fuck it just boop like it's <laughs> but it's I mean great. if you think about it that's meant to be more family friendly. This I is know. just two friends, well, two are we just are we just friends? We're now? just friends. You know what I mean. Guys, we're, I've been demoted we're to We're married. <gasps> I've been friend zoned. But my thought of the the format of this is ah. you just turned on a tape recorder and someone's uh 
living room. Yeah, some fucked up person's living room that yeah. just decided to down. <laughs> so we we talk like normal people. Downgrade a wife to a friend. Shut up. You know wow. what I mean. No, I'm hurt now. I'm devastated. Shut up. No, I'm devastated. I'm hurt. I am fine. I am devastated. Wet and I'm hysterical. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be saying that to me right now. <laughs> I'm wet. I'm cold and I'm hysterical. <laughs> Oh boy! I love the producers. Well, maybe maybe one day you guys will cover that one. Oh man, that would be a that would be a wild show because that is, I don't I don't know if that's one Stephen has done. I mean, obviously it's one I've done, but not. Yeah, and you guys can talk about the the weird transition that it had from being a movie to a musical to a movie musical. <laughs> kind of like Little Shop of Horrors. I'm pretty sure it started as a musical, though. Did it? Yeah. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it did. Well, the movie's from the 60s, or <laughs> like early 70s. Right. Well, Which we be... should watch, because it's really good. That'll be the dramaturg part of me, because Steven <laughs> did the dramaturg part for The Phantom. So I think I'm going to do at least, I'm either going to do Rent, or I'm going to do Hamilton. <laughs> um, I will do one of those. But... Uh, but really quick, before I forget about this. So, fun fact. Do you know who plays Matthew Broderick's character in the original producer's film? Isn't it Mel Brooks? No. Oh. Uh, he plays Hitler. <laughs> or, you know what I mean. Whatever his name is. Roger Debris? I think so. I think. Now that I, I'm saying that. <laughs> no, that's the joke. Because he's so Jewish that he's he playing Hitler. Hitler. I'm almost positive that's what's going on. I did find that very funny that you were so quick on the draw. Hitler. Wait. <laughs> I I remember that being the joke. I'm almost positive that's who it is. That's but uh, Gene Wilder <gasps> plays, uh, I can't remember what his name is. Oh, Max Biel. No, not that. No, Max it. Bielstock is played by Zero Mostel, who played uh, the lead character in... A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh my! Which God. is another film that I think you should watch because I, I love that. I've seen that film. You've seen the movie? Yeah, because I watched it before I was in the show uh, when I was in college. You would, I but did. you haven't watched the producers. Uh-uh. What? I know. So he was uh, Leopold Bloom. That is who you're thinking of. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, Leopold Bloom. Yes. <laughs> Max B. Yala stuck. Oh man, that's a that's a great show. Oh, I love the photo of you with the gigantic uh, pretzel on your head <laughs> and pretzel titties and, and, and pretzel tatas. Pretzel tats. Oh god, because you know, I mean, pretzel tatties. I I had pretzel tatties and a Bavarian on my head. Uh, <laughs> it that oh my Bavarian bitty. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't stop it. Take old Pavarian biddies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What were you saying? That well, that show was just that was kind of a wild time because I was a freshman in college at that point. Oh yeah, it was like right when. Yeah, it was right when my mom passed away, yeah. and I remember that show so vividly because it was the it was the heaviest um or the the dance heaviest show I've ever been in. And I've never even compared to uh, Spring Awakening. Oh, oh, Spring Awakening was uh, rivaled it for sure. Uh, well, I guess Spring Awakening isn't all dance. 
No. Our, and there's a gigantic number in the producers. Steven, <laughs> our wonderful choreographer, uh, made Spring Awakening so dance like centric. That's true. He and, he did an amazing job with the choreography. Oh my that. god! Like in in incredible incredible. And again, things. if you guys want to hear about the whole process, you can listen to <gasps> from the top. From the top. <laughs> That's the last plug. I promise that I'm going to do. I just think if you like musicals I'll as much as we it. do, I think you'll love it. I'll keep plugging it. It's Why a not? great. It's a great show. And you guys like deep dive into it. We really do. And but that's the the thing that I I'm just gonna stop touching things. Um, <laughs> Making all the noise. Yeah, that was the the thing about that show that was so beautiful and so difficult was the fact that it you know being a larger woman doing things like choreography is difficult because it's well, just yeah. there are things that at that time when I was 19 years old, 18, 19 years old, my body just couldn't do. So I had to be able to keep up with different groups of people. So we had, you know, my my friend Derek, who is, you know, over six feet tall and who is very lanky at yeah, the time. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big guy. <laughs> my friend Stu Strothman, who is also a very tall, very large oh, man. Oh, sure. But he's built like a brick shit house, And he is. So he's like me. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a. If, if I had muscle. Well, okay. Shut up. <laughs> He was a he was a linebacker for the Carroll College Fighting Saints. Oh, okay. So I okay. mean he's built like a linebacker. And but he's also a fireman and so he's a firefighter. Oh, so fuck. Oh, you know, so he he had the the double duty there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh <laughs> he but it was just it was a very interesting show in that there were so many technical aspects that came together to produce a really good show. <laughs> no pun. It really is. Like it if you watch it, you're like, oh I that's like a really cool big show, but there's a lot that happens with that. Yeah. And there's a lot. <laughs> especially in a in what would be considered an amateur level production. We did It was so, more like community theater. I mean it was, but yeah. I mean we we did so many um things that tried to involve spectacle. Yeah. That it was I mean in the end, the end result was wonderful. I'm still sad that I wasn't able to go see that. Oh, I wanted man. to so bad. We actually ended up running an extra week after when we were supposed to close because we were being received so well by the community. Everybody in Helena loved it. Oh my god, it was it was crazy. It and was huge. Yeah. So well, and you guys did it right around the same time, or a little bit after the um, re-release of the movie. I think, or the the Matthew Broderick Nathan Lane version, right? I think so. I, I think that it, came out in like 2006, and then you did that in 2008. Yeah, and uh, we ran we ran the show in uh, November, and we yeah. ran it for pretty much the or no, it was it was mid October to November because the last week of shows that we did was the week right after my mother had passed. Oh yeah, and so I hadn't been in that week of shows. I had attended the last, the second to last show, I sure. think. And I had come to the show with flowers and I went up and I gave everybody flowers at curtain call because you would, because I would. And it was the, um, as a you know, little random side so journey, it was the <laughs> first time. we're known for that. It's true. It was the first time that I had actually had a visual of my mother after she had passed. It was Aww. about three weeks after she passed. And, um, it was, uh, or no, it wasn't three weeks. It was, no, it was the week that she passed. Um, and, yeah, I, I had a vision of her that um, I don't know if whatever you believe in is what you believe in. But I was in the auditorium and it was at curtain call 
everybody's standing up, giving a beautiful standing ovation. And I looked back to the top of the house and I saw my mom and she was standing just in the doorway in her, you know, best theater going outfit that she had <laughs> with all of her jewelry. And she was totally done up. Her makeup was done. Her hair was done. And she just looked at me and she didn't say anything, but she put her hand over her heart like she Aww. like she did all the time whenever she was trying to suppress tears. When she was, <laughs> I've seen you do that. When she was getting really proud of something. <laughs> so she just did this and she looked at me and I looked at her and I turned back to the stage to continue uh, handing out flowers and clapping for all of my castmates. And I didn't turn back because I knew that she was already gone and I yeah. didn't have to turn back to look, but she I, was there. I love that story. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. But... So that kind of breezes through, I suppose, what would be a hot thought segment. Maybe. I mean, I've, I've kind of, at least for this one, until we can kind of get our life back in order. This is fast and loose. What is what is life order? I don't. <laughs> what is, what is a show run? What I don't uh, know. Schedule that we have. Uh, who knows? I just I don't know about you, but I've just been in this mode where I just really need to do creative stuff. And I especially Well, I mean, obviously I'm right there with you. Well, especially with like sitting with Steven doing this show. Oh yeah. I've been shamelessly watching a lot of Tom Cruise movies lately. A ridiculous <laughs> amount of Tom Cruise. Well not an an overabundant. But I mean, I kind of st like started it a little bit. We did because I had never seen the original Top Gun. Yes. And that's one of my, literally one of my favorite or my family's favorite movies of all time. Oh man. I, yeah. Top Gun is, I mean, if you're anti-military and that kind of stuff, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It it was basically a fucking recruitment video. <laughs> well, Tyler told me the fun little fact that yeah, you found so out. Yeah, so fun tidbit. Uh, not only like uh, did the Navy help with it, obviously, because you kind of have to have their help with fighter jets and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can't just uh, come across those at a garage sale. <laughs> but um, they, uh, that film was the top grossing film of 1986. Yeah, buddy. I'd believe Over that. Over anything else. I believe that. I'm trying that. to think of any other big movies that came out at that time, and I can't really. The only thing I know that came out in 1986 was Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it probably did more than that. Only because we just spent a total of three hours <laughs> talking about it between me and Steven. So. Yeah, he cut it down, but that was a, a lot. <sighs> so good. So good. <laughs> uh, but... So uh, it did so well that uh, the Navy actually set up recruitment uh, like kiosks outside the theaters because uh, I hate saying this, but when guys are pumped up, they'll do anything. Yeah. I can say this because I am one. Yeah. But when you get that adrenaline rush, you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. I want to go. Uh, <laughs> I want to go fly a jet. I want to go bomb some people. Yes. And it's like. Uh, you know, in hindsight, after you do that, you're like, shit, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you've just blacked out and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. What just happened? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's a coyote ugly situation. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get in around all those titties and then you black out and wake up and go, holy shit, how did I spend $300? Oh. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I just appreciate that that's the sound of regret. Is Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. 
Guys. Is by far one of the greatest films I've ever seen. Guys, I I need you. I need you to go see this movie, please. <laughs> oh my God. I I've seen it twice oh, now because I took man. my dad for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um and I took you. Yep. Because I'm like, you have to see this. Since you saw the first Top Gun, yep. we did that as a primer. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh yeah, you just and I'm just a huge Tom Cruise fan. Like you I'm are. just I'm I'm such, and I think that the reason I think I love Tom Cruise so much is strictly because he gives his all to being in. What I he's have in. never seen someone who, uh, like I've always I think he's batshit crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to be if you're, like, uh, excuse me, as famous as he is. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I think, uh, that's his like best trademark is he doesn't half ass anything that he's in. Uh, my favorite scene in like any action movie, uh, barring like a fight scene is his, uh, um, uh, lineless, uh, crawl up Monument Valley in Mission Impossible 2 at the very beginning. Yes. Uh, because oh, wow. they could not get insurance coverage for that. Nope. And John Woo was like, Tom, you have to not do this. <laughs> like, and Tom went, what? He's like, fuck it. I'll pay for the insurance. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know what what we are referencing, the, the beginning of... Uh, Mission Impossible 2, he is free climbing. <laughs> yes, up without a rope. Without a rope, without a safety net, without any rigging, without yeah, they, anything. They could not, it, they couldn't have any safety rig- like you would see it yep, with the way that the aerials were working. These shots are big sweeping shots and they're using, uh, they're using a helicopter yeah. to actually, this is of course, I'm pretty sure this was before like drones actually became a thing. Oh yeah, way before. Yeah. But so he now is, it would be easy. Oh yeah. Now you could do a drone <laughs> shot and it would be fine. But he is free climbing up this, you know, up these red rocks and he does something called. A, yeah. In Utah. In Utah. He does something called a Jesus hang. So he is, you know, facing the rocks and he's climbing up and then he is holding on with his right hand and he swings and catches with his left hand, but he is now facing away from the cliff. Yeah. And uh, he is hundreds of feet in the air. Yes. Hanging yes. without feet. Yes. And if he slips once, he is dead. Dead. D-E-D. Done. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, he uh, was, like, he goes into, like, low atmosphere in uh I can't remember which uh ghost re or not ghost recall. <laughs> ghost protocol. Ghost protocol. Is that ghost protocol? When Where he's uh, on the, he's side on the of, plane. The side of the airplane. And he actually did it. Yes. He's he's a certified stunt man. Oh and <laughs> kind of like how uh Keanu Reeves oh. did for uh John Wick. John Wick. Yes. I don't know. I just I find it I know it's taking jobs away from other people, which I I understand that part of it. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But there's also something about someone who's willing to take that risk. There is absolutely something to be said for someone who can 
who appreciates their craft so much that they want to be the ones getting their own ass kicked. Yeah. I just... Uh, uh, also one of your favorites. Oh, God. Uh, Mr. Bob Odenkirk. <sighs> Daddy Odenkirk. <laughs> Again. Daddy. Nobody... An amazing <gasps> fucking action film. I am just literally in a mode right now. I'm just watching action movies, just wanting to get my ass kicked. Is that See, weird? I, that's weird. That's that's one thing that we bond on so well, so hard. Uh, and I I have to say, I I kind of feel like I spurned this Tom Cruise craze in you because you, uh, you hadn't seen Mission Impossible for me. Nope. <laughs> and those are some of my favorite movies. I love them so much. Oh my God. Just not only like Mission the... Impossible 2 is like one of my all time favorite movies. See, and I love three. Oh, I it's really good. love three. But that's when JJ uh, Abrams came in and yeah, but lights I, mirrors. And... I mean, I also love Philip Seymour Hoffman. So... He plays the best fucking bad guy He's in that. He's literally the greatest bad guy. It's so good. I'll I'll never forget uh, the the chair scene. <laughs> Man, j- uh, with, now which or with him in the airplane? Wait, or am I thinking of, no, I think I'm thinking of uh, James Bond, now that I think about it. Oh, I mean, that's entirely possible. Uh, where they're in a chair without a bottom, and then they hit him with uh, swinging balls. Oh, my God. And it, it, it clips him in the, you know, undercarriage. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that is not Mission No, I, 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 they came out around the same time. Sure. So I always mix the two up. That's fair. But I'm pretty sure that's Casino Royale. <laughs> now that I think about it, man, I haven't seen that. Or it was Jason either. Bourne. The One problem, of those. the problem with, uh, I would say around 2006, 2007, is there were far too many of the same kind of action movie coming out. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because um, the Bourne Identity had come out uh, just a couple years before that. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and I have nothing against uh, Matt Damon. I think he's incredible. He's a great actor. And it completely changed the way that action movies were. Yeah. Uh, the problem with it is then James Bond felt like it had to go off on that. And not that Casino Royale is a bad movie because yeah. obviously Daniel Craig's incredible. Ugh. Tasty. But um, I, that's my least favorite of the James Bond movies. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. And it's just because it's trying too hard to be the born identity. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's and fair. then we had Mission Impossible 3, which <sighs> it tried to be the born identity a little bit. A little bit. Where it went from being like a straight action movie to being more focused on like the, the intimate action part of it. Oh, God, it's so good. Oh, I'm sorry. I could just fangirl about that. Well, and I'm going to be that connoisseur of action movies because oh, that's God. what I do. Oh, God. Uh, Ong Bak also did this because uh, I don't think you've ever watched that. You're not much of a... Um, well, I'm, I think I'm going to get you into kung fu movies. That one's not... But it's it's adjacent. The only kung fu movie I've seen is Kung Fu Hustle. Thanks to me. <laughs> Thanks to me. Which uh, is one of my favorites too. Man. But um no, uh Ong Bak uh was the first pull no punches uh mainstream action movie. Really? Where uh the man I can't remember I, it's not Tony Ja. I'm almost positive that that was someone else. 
I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> he he was really big in the um the Asian movie scene. Sure. Uh, kind of like Jackie Chan was before he became an American actor. Sure. It, that's the best way I can describe it because <laughs> he did some incredible. I need to show you Legend of Drunken Master. That's one of my favorite Jackie Chan Ooh, movies. Oh boy. But anyway, um, uh, this was the first no wires. Uh, we're going to jump out of a two story building, no safety nets, anything. Oh my God. It was nothing but stuntmen doing stunt stuff. And it was pull no punches. Like they were actually doing like Tai. Is it Tai Chi? It was a form of, uh, oh, maybe it was jujitsu. It was one of those where. Tai Chi would have been Taekwondo. Tai Chi. That's the, you know, the meditative version. (laughs) (laughs) Tai Chi is be one with yourself. And Taekwondo is I'm going to break your nose. Well, it's not dance fighting. Ah. It's. I'm going to fucking hurt you. I'm gonna and they you. didn't pull punches. It was like old school uh, wow. Kung Fu movie. And it was incredible. And it had a ton of uh, sequels. But um, that was the, the whole thing is we're going to dial back uh, like what an action movie is and yeah. everything's going to be real. And then that all culminated into John Wick. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> where literally every actor in that that's not um, oh. like Angelica Houston or something yes. like that. I, actually, she's in the second one, but uh, um, literally like everybody in that film is a stunt man. It's directed by a stunt man. Man, oh, just and it's incredible. Huge shout out also to yeah, just Kanunu. I mean, I just <laughs> I got you on the Kanunu train too. Man, I've got a I've got a friend here in town that um has a very like a very like heavy John Wick aesthetic. Like he's got um he, Oh yeah, yeah, he does. He we just did we did a photo shoot where he and a pirate mustache and, and a I pirate love it. Stache. It was like one of my friends Actually no, it's more like Snidely Whiplash. Somebody said Wyatt Earp. Oh, Wyatt Earp. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh the dapper gentleman. Yes. It's the, yeah, like, uh, right before turn of the century Western. Yes. Dapper gentleman. Yes. So we, we did, we've done, um, a a photo shoot together where he gave me just very large John Wick vibes and it was incredible and amazing. And, uh, it also helps that he is, uh, a very heavy, like supporter of guns, but in safe ways. Yes, he is. And that's what I appreciate about him. Yeah. He's a gun enthusiast and he, um, but he is extremely, um, conscientious when it comes to incorporating those elements into the things that we do. And, um, if he ever gets a sense that people around him are uncomfortable or that I'm uncomfortable in any way, yeah. uh, he will just put it away. And it's very, and that's the respective yeah. thing that I love. Yeah. It's very cool. Cause it's not about the, Ooh, I need to survive. It's more of the, this is a, a thing that can be a thing of beauty. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the mainstays in a lot of action movies. Yeah, having I think that that is um, taking it back to like an acting perspective. Yeah, I would love to go through some sort of like firearms training. I would love to go through some uh, like any sort of weapons training. Oh, honey, if we live in L.A., I will take you to all of these things. Man, I just you know what, guys? <laughs> like we're at this point now where you know I not to like try to end this on a somber note, but I no, you know I always said that um, 
we would move once my father had passed away because I didn't want to be further away from him if something were to happen. Yeah, because I mean, um, I guess the best way to put this is he was unfortunately like in ailing health. Like, I mean, he was 76. He was. He had COPD. He had emphysema. Like we, we knew that it was coming. It was still a shock. Like oh, yeah. death is always a shock. Yeah. No matter what. And you never know when it's coming. Exactly. But that's why we wanted to be there so we could have that time. And I'm glad that we did. Yeah. And. But we also, we love Montana. Mm -hmm. We don't want to live here all the time. No. And I have a (laughs) lot of friends who have moved uh, to the coast. Yes. My my beautiful co-host for uh, From the Top lives yes. in Portland. He came here to visit, and now he's back in Portland. And now he's back in Portlandia. And, uh, and I promise, if you started listening to From the Top and you stopped because of our audio problems, we finally figured it out. We did. So and Phantom continue. is incredible. Yes. Thank you. It was, it was, it's a labor of love, for sure. Uh, because I don't know if anybody thinks about this, but recording a podcast 600 miles away from each other is not easy. No. <laughs> Oh, and we it's a technical tra- uh, uh, problem that I was glad that I took on because I love taking on those kind of challenges. But we figured it out. And Stephen was able to uh, he invested in some really good equipment. And now yes. he's got good equipment on his side. We've got a good equipment here. We just I mean, really, we do <clears throat> like we equate it to kind of like what this podcast is just like starting a recorder in the middle of somebody's yeah. living room. We're starting a recorder in a classroom where he and I are both discussing. Yes, it's way more structured, and I love that part about it. Yeah. Like, we're just two people talking. And maybe eventually there will be some structure because, maybe. like, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is maybe this is cathartic for some people to just sit and listen to some nerd talk about <laughs> how much she loves Whatever we're thinking Tom about. Tom Cruise and yeah. some other nerd who is talking about like what games he likes to play games and, and movies. That's you know, my life. You know, maybe that, maybe that is going to be our shtick, but you know, I, it's a trial and error thing. Like we're trying yeah. to figure out like what we like to mesh with what other people like to listen to. And if eventually it will culminate yeah. in something pretty, I hope. Well, all I have to say is, um, there's so much out there in the way of podcasts that I'm not looking for a niche. Like, we have shows for that. I'm just looking to have fun. Like, uh, this is just us talking. And I'm sure some people how, appreciate it. How dare you want to have fun with me? <laughs> but, yeah, this is more for us. Like, I, I appreciate being able to share it with everybody. But, I mean, that's not my goal. Like, content creation, yes, there's a science to it yeah. and all of that stuff. And I appreciate that part yeah. of it. We'll do that with other stuff. This is for us. This this is for us that then we share with all of you. Yes. So <laughs> you guys can appreciate it if you like to. And if you don't, that's okay. There's that's okay. plenty of stuff out there for everybody. Yeah. I'm not going to yuck your yum. To use a Stevenism, do not yuck somebody else's yum. <laughs> that's so good. You know what's really funny? Uh, the first time I heard that was actually through Heather Ann Campbell. Oh, no kidding. On my favorite podcast, Get Played. <laughs> what not it? How did this get played? It used to be. Oh, so they changed it. Their, their uh, original um, premise was based on uh, How Did This Get Made, which oh. is the bad movie podcast that Da-da-da. purveyors is kind of loosely in based the same, on. not based on, it's kind of in the same vein. 
<laughs> we focus on different kinds of movies. Sure. Uh, we're also not professional comedians. <laughs> I mean. We're just funny people. Yeah. And we appreciate garbage. <laughs> we're oh, we're actually looking for the good stuff. They're looking to make fun of bad things. Fair. That it's a different kind of show. Fair. Uh but uh um Nick Weiger and Heather Ann Campbell are kind of like two people who worked in the the comedy. I mean Heather Ann Campbell has been on uh um whose line is it anyway? Right. Nick Weiger uh was like a, a writer on um, Comedy Bang Bang, which is like one of my favorite offbeat sure. comedy shows. Sure. Um, so like they they were like, you know what? We need to get together. We both love video games. We're gonna uh, we're gonna play bad video games and we're gonna talk about it. Love it. And they made it two years, <laughs> <laughs> and they realized, fuck, we hate wasting our time playing garbage. Sad. We love playing video games, and now we're making it something we hate. So you know what? We're just going to make this about video games. So that's why they're still going to play bad video games as kind of like a segment. Sure. But, uh, you yeah, know, their their thought is to just enjoy what they love as their pastime. That's awesome. So, yeah, it just became kind of like an everything sort of podcast where they're talking about video game movies and... Um, okay. Like they played Sonic Two for <laughs> Sonic Two's release, Cute. and it was really fun. Uh, they did uh, a thing called uh, Pokemon, which unfortunately <laughs> I couldn't listen to because I'm not a fan of Pokemon. Oh, sad. <laughs> and we're talking about five episodes straight of nothing but Pokemon. <laughs> they even acknowledge that they're like, "Yeah, we understand that our uh, listenership went down on that. Sorry, guys." <laughs> oh, sad. One of their co-hosts, Matt, uh, is a is our age and is super into uh, Pokemon. Of <laughs> so course, of course. He was like, "Hey, let's do this," and they're like, "Yeah, sure." And everybody okay. was like, "No,", no. <laughs> they're like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, but that's what I love about podcasts. There, there's something for everyone. Don't yuck somebody else's yum. Yeah, that's delightful. Well. Guys, I think that brings us to the end of this episode today. <laughs> After I we we just gush about everything we love. Oh, we loved. did. We just we did. This was a, this was a mushy, gushy, gushy. So before we go, episode. Is there anything that you want to say about something scary? Have you been watching anything scary? I can't remember. <sighs> well, um. <laughs> It's okay um, if you don't have anything. Well, so, I mean, there is the the show that I listened to, um, Let's Not Meet, a true horror podcast. <laughs> I listened to that. And they're... Because this is kind of your thing. It is. Oh, oh, I know. You should talk about The Staircase. Because I don't think we did. It's been so long since we've been doing this. I mean, I I haven't finished the HBO show yet. Okay. <laughs> Again, we don't have to do this. I didn't plan for it, so I mean, it was just my thought. That's that's fair. Oh, um, I, do you want to send into Mary's murder moment? Oh. <laughs> uh, Should we try again? Yeah, you're gonna cut that right there. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> Mary's murder moment. I 
like having our fuck ups in there. I really do. You're I think it's funny. Silly, and that damn fader is just going to be the death of that I know. Guy. I I turn it down. And uh, then you the forget to. Uh huh. <laughs> I forget to turn it. Forget back to turn it back up. <laughs> um, uh, so it's 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 my 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 Achilles heel. It is. Uh, well, super quick. Uh, I'm my murder moment this week is going to be. I actually read uh, and finished a book called Horror Store. <gasps> Yes, you have gotten me into Grady Hendrix, and I'm so glad you did. Yes, this author is uh, incredible. He's got several different books that are out, which you can get, of course, at any um, local bookstore. You can order from Amazon. Which one am I reading, Mary? Tyler is reading The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. And it is a wild ride. It is such a good book. Oh, my God. I I will say if you're... um, uh, you're like me and slow burns at the beginning kind of get to you. Keep going. Keep pushing. Yep. It's one of those books like a Stephen, like old Stephen King where it takes a hundred pages to really get into to it. To really get in, yep. But once you do, it's, it's worth it. It's fucking worth it. Well, so that's kind of what this book was. So this is called Horror Story and it's basically about um, <laughs> like your Ikea knockoff store. So... Sorry, I just, I love this part of it. Please tell me, what does the book look like? The book looks like an Ikea catalog. So it's kind of a Grady Hendrix thing. Um, He enjoys everything kitsch, like I do. Yes. So uh, the the horror store uh, print book looks like an Ikea uh, manual Mm -hmm. or catalog. Catalog. um, my best friend's ex- exorcism looks like a VHS best tape. tape. <laughs> uh, there, what was the his other one? The um, f- the final girls uh, survival group uh-huh. uh, also looks like the front cover of VHS. Oh, it does. I yeah. never looked at it. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I mean, it, it it doesn't have like the like my best friend's exorcism. It doesn't have like the the stickers and stuff that say you know be kind. Yeah, rewind. like that. One hundred percent looked like you just pulled it off a. It really does a video store shelf. It was uh, he he whoever the team of illustrators is that he works with to create. The covers of his books, yeah, just, his his art, uh, his art d- d- designer, just uh, yeah, does so well. But yeah, Horror Store is a really great book uh, about a girl who works at an IKEA knockoff store. Yeah. She's very much not about like buying into the team or the company culture, as it were. <laughs> but then you come to find out that this this building was kind of. Uh, not, they moved the headstones, but they didn't move the bodies. Very similar to Exorcist. Exorcist Poltergeist. Poltergeist. <laughs> I, I even, as it was coming out of my mouth, I went, that is the wrong word, you dummy. It is Poltergeist, not Exorcist. <laughs> but anyway, so it is very similar to that sure. where um, they're, you know, just imagine being in a big box store. And I, not that I have a fear of big box stores, but I've never actually been inside of an Ikea. So... I haven't either, but I know what you're talking about. It's just... There's only one way to go. Yes. It's like a maze, and it's terrifying. Yes. Because all roads lead to meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that is the name of a book or an album, or even like a a B-rated some sort of... That's a band name for sure. All roads lead to meatballs. Coming soon to Eurovision. (laughs) All roads lead to meatballs. 
but it's it is it's a wild tr- it's a wild ride because this this girl discovers that uh, there is something wrong with the store because they uh, you know they they find a a homeless guy who has been kind of camping out in the store at night but he ends up being the vessel for some big bad that ends up coming later on in the it's book. It's always the homeless. It's always the homeless guy. And so if you really want, um, the beginning of it is kind of a slow burn, but only for like, I'd say maybe 30 or 40 pages. It's not like a Stephen King where the first hundred are the thing. <laughs> this this one. And it's funny because you have no idea what I'm talking about. But once you read one, you're like, oh, my God. Well, Carrie, I mean, Carrie's really the only Stephen King book that I've actually read. Well, in that, um, what I love about that book in particular is it reads like um, a, not a court document, but like... Um, uh, is it a psyche val? It's like um, the the writer of it is someone who is working after the fact on a an investigation for it or a dissertation. Yeah, yeah. So it's written completely differently than literally anything else that Stephen King has written. Yeah, it's a wild. If you have, yeah, I'm. I I mean, I could do an entire episode about <laughs> all of the books that I've read, but um, maybe we will. Maybe, maybe we will. maybe we'll do a reading podcast. I mean, who knows? We did a reading rainbow. We've done that episode where we we were talking about what I was reading in that. But so that is <laughs> yeah, my. But you you've read so many fucking books. <laughs> it is true. I but that is my murder moment for this week is uh, Grady Hendrix's horror store. If you have not read it, um, I highly recommend that you do and it's uh it's, i was gonna say do you have any closing thoughts on it i i feel like i kind of derailed you i'm sorry no the the closing thought on it is it is once you hit the the apex kind of comes pretty quickly but the the resolution to the end um is a wild it, it's a wild ride it is literally the best page turner it's a it's the best page turner i think i've um read in a long time and it's i mean it's about 250 pages so it's not really like a like a big book yeah it it looks like it's literally a catalog yeah like it it, it, it's the perfect size for that yeah the company uh in the book is called orsk so if you have a if you have a question just orsk it's just (laughs) oh god okay i that is up there for me like uh shop smart shop s smart shop s smart from Evil Dead. From Evil Dead. The <laughs> the thing that I appreciate about the chapters in this book is that when the the first half of the chapters are um, what look to be like a description of an item that you would find in the Ikea catalog. So it gives it some sort of name. It gives you like the brief description of like where you could put this in your home. <laughs> oh my and, like, God, that's incredible. What colors you can get this in. But then the big bad shows up and then everything becomes a torture device and a description <laughs> of the torture device. Again, this man is the best. It's he wild. He really is. But he, the the big bad was... Um, I'm, I'm, all I'm going to say is that he is a um, uh, the like the spirit, I suppose, of a warden from a psychiatric hospital. Oh, yeah. So the site that this quote, you know, IKEA knockoff store is built on was an old site, <laughs> like, uh, an like a sanitarium. Yeah, yeah. And it is I, that uh, reaches into my heart because I've written stories about that stuff. Holy shit. It's wild. So yes, uh, definitely um, nine out of 10 screams. I would definitely recommend <laughs> would tote stuff recommend. Um, but that is, I would say a variation of this week's Mary's murder moment. <laughs> Mary likes scary. 
Mary does scary. She does scary well. Ty <laughs> uh, Ty also loves scary. Yes. But I think that will bring us to the end of this yeah. week's episode. Um, what was so, I mean, what do you have coming in the pipeline? Anything fabulous that we want to talk about for next week? Do we want to just kind of leave everybody on a cliffhanger and see? Well, I mean, we don't really do like specials or anything like I that. I know, but I just figured I'd throw a curveball and see if it did anything. <laughs> it's like throwing science at the wall. We see what's Mary, sucks. I can't catch anything. <laughs> I catch bruises. That That's what I get. You go, catch these hands. <laughs> I catch fists. I catch fists with... <laughs> but not not with my hand. With, with my, my face. face. <laughs> my face and torso. Oh, boy. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening today. This is... Uh, we hope this episode finds you well wherever yeah. or whenever you are listening. Uh, please, if you haven't already done so, we would love either a review. Uh, we would love a review on Apple Podcasts if you guys haven't done that already. Yeah, because um, unfortunately, I don't think Spotify has rolled out anything like that. They just have star reviews. So if you haven't reviewed this episode or this yeah, podcast yet... Rate, rate us, please. We would love to Wherever just, you can. Just have a rating would be great. Yeah. Um, make sure you catch our other shows... Uh, from the top, a musical uh, theater cast review. Um, Purveyors, of, Purveyors fine of Fine Filth. Uh, <laughs> I know you've already forgotten what it is. Wherever you... We only have four episodes, but I promise. I promise we are working on getting another... <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're trying to get there. We're working on it. I think once we get Trash Queen like life sorted out, then we'll... Once we get her throne settled, we'll, yeah. we'll do the thing. But you I'm, I'm going to kidnap her and we're going to watch trash and talk about it. I'm literally all about it. I'm not that I condone kidnapping, but I do condone kidnapping the trash queen. No. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. She wants it. Yeah. She, she agreed to it. It's fine. <laughs> but you guys are incredible. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. And we will see you again next time for another episode of Mary Tyler and more your favorite mumble cast. You've never heard of a wandering unicorn production. Bye. Bye.